guys are get ready for a real interesting episode. Uh, I got Nicole Wusain over here, <laughs> getting into some uh, some productive conversations about the scriptures we're gonna share because they're real interesting. They're good. So we just wanna um, preface this with: if you hear some deep breathing from one side, it is not MJ. It is definitely not. It is Nicole with her Martin Lawrence. <laughs> so we're we're excited though. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the Holy Spirit. Hey. Yeah, Holy Spirit, peace, oh. joy, love, goodness, Patience. self-controlled mm. breathing, self-controlled breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get into it. We're gonna open up with what the Holy Spirit is, what the work of the Holy Spirit is. And uh, kind of talk more about that in terms of why it's useful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because last time we talked about, like, the unveiling, right, of the spiritual realm. Yes. And so we talked about the Holy Spirit just being in the core of, like, what we are able to see and why is because the Lord has given us his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works on, on behalf of us and within us. And so we wanted to dig in deeper to really mm-hmm. lay it on a foundation. Many mm-hmm. of you know that we have the Holy Spirit as believers, but sometimes we know something, but we don't really understand or know the, de- the details of it. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to get in Scripture. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in John 16, verse 7 um, through 15. I'm going to actually go from the Amplified version. There's a lot of versions of the Bible. It's good to reference many. But um, for this instance, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit in terms of all the names it's given. And the Amplified version does a good job with that. So in verse 7 in John 16, it says, But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. So Jesus is talking here to his disciples. He's telling them he's going to leave soon. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a Savior and about righteousness, and about judgment, about sin and the true nature of it, because they do not believe in me and my message, about righteousness, personal integrity, and godly character, because I am going to my Father and you will no longer see me, about judgment, the certainty of it, because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. 
All things that the Father has are mine because of this. I said that the Spirit will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. That's in, that's in, incredible, mm-hmm. right? And so let's take a second and appreciate. Then we have the Holy Spirit appreciate what Jesus knew we needed, right? Yeah. So when I I have this conversation, um, it's really it's really uh, almost like we can't fathom how good we have it, you know. So I try to explain it even to young people that like we were given the ultimate gift of salvation through the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. But even further than that, he sacrificed himself on the cross to take away our sin. He knew that if he left and was able to do that, he was able to also send us his empowerment through the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that would rise him from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that would split the sea that we talked about in the last sermon, mm-hmm. the same Holy Spirit that has the power of God. It's God's, it's the Lord. Yeah. Right? Three in one we have. And so it's it's such a crazy thing to believe and know and actually appreciate that we have in each one of us who believe, who come to a place in our heart to believe in Jesus and to know that he's our Savior, the advocate, the spirit of truth, the comforter, the guider, all these terms right with us not just like once in a while no we have him in our hearts yeah he's present with us right um that's not something they had not everyone had that in the old testament right no and so we know that there's prophets and there's people who had like the spirit of god on them like the lord would allow these people to have his spirit around them like Mm -hmm. moses but we all of us not because of how good we are not because of our perfection because we aren't Right. That's what we know that Jesus had to die for us because we are all imperfect. And it's because of our faith, our belief in Jesus, that we were given this amazing gift to walk the Christian life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus knew he had to die and his disciples were like doing everything they could to try to understand why he had to leave them. Why would you want to leave us? Like, that's terrible. Right. Like, you don't got the plan right. <laughs> You're supposed to lead us, like, on earth. Yeah. And he's like, you guys don't even know. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He, yeah, the, that was part of the plan, though, to yeah. die. Um, and that way he, and in that death, in his body, he was able to take on everybody's sin because mm-hmm. he is the only perfect person mm-hmm. and able to defeat death. Mm-hmm. And when he defeated death, he was raised to life again. And then By now the that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven right now, he was like, I did not leave my children abandoned. I did not leave them. The Holy Spirit's with them now. You can't see me yet, but I'm going to leave you a wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. That's my spirit in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything I have is yours through him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him everything he says to you is from me. So believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah, That's the truth that mm-hmm. we need. Um, that's encouraging. And it talks about 
more in depth of how we are covered. Yes, he lives in us, but how are we covered? We talked a little bit about this, a little bit about the armor of God mm -hmm. and how we wear it. Um, how is that significant, MJ, the armor of God, how it relates to the Holy Spirit? Oh, yes. So this is, uh, this is in Ephesians. We, we read through it last, last time. And so Ephesians 6, 10. Um, again, I just I say, write this out, print it off, and keep it near to you so you just remind yourself, like, the Lord has given us an armor to wear every day. Um, so I'm just going to read from 13. So 6, 10. Or Ephesians 6, 13, where it goes, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So the Holy Spirit is the empowerment of all of these things. We know that he is our advocate. We know that he is the spirit of truth. And so where it says here, wear the belt of truth buckled around your waist, right? Okay. Well, how fitting is it that he's considered the spirit of truth? So we know, we've talked about this before, truth is the Bible, the word of God. What does God say, right? Mm -hmm. Not the truth of like my truth, your truth, culture's yeah. truth. What's the trend now? Because we know that the Bible truth does not change. God does not change. We know God's character. We know the way that God has worked and will work. We know the end of the, the story. We know how this ends by the truth, which is the word of God, the Bible. And so when he says stand firm and wear the buckle of truth, that means know your word, right? Yeah. And the good thing about this, too, is like you don't have to. So, of course, we want to encourage you to, to read your Bible, know it well. That's the way you can combat this world like the things that come against you is knowing what is true so you're not falling into temptations but we know right we're not going to remember every word of the bible this is where it's you pray and you read your word because we have the word hidden in our heart we have the spirit of truth in us who can highlight these things to us right so can inspire us to like get into our word and how is it that we just so happen to come to a scripture that is so fitting for the situation that we're in it's a spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. So it's happened countless times. Right? And it's beautiful because it feels so, you realize that the Lord is personal. Yeah. He cares personally about you. Yeah. And so he sees, I'm my, my child, they're putting their, their, their buckle on, they're getting ready, they're listening, they want to hear my, they want to hear my advice. Yeah. So that's where it's like, okay, I'm going to pray and then. Even inviting the Holy Spirit into that time, like, oh, Holy Spirit, help me to know what to do. Get into your word. That's your truth. That's how you armor up. Why is that important, right? So we think about some of the, we're talking, we're going to be talking about warfare. And so I'm going to give a little example. We're not going to go too deep here. But how often do we get in our own mind? <laughs> we begin to project things in our mind or there's like this whole movie that's going on and maybe not everybody else maybe it's just me but I'm just like man I think I messed up over there or I should have done this or they hate me or you know like oh man now I can't you know 
show my face and whatever this area I messed up that demo whatever it may be how often do we have these thoughts that either are from us are intrusive thoughts or could be from something else that could just press in upon us and how do we get out of our own head and into truth well we get the word into our head yeah I'm not a mess up because God said he, he made me with intent right I like I'm not like I'm not too far gone because God says like he won't forsake me as I seek him I'll find him like I know that he died for me and like it's very clear that nothing can separate me from him right and so like these are the things where it's like if you start to hear these lies or these negativities or something that sounds like you know is trying to basically put you into condemnation instead of like yeah. conviction there's a difference right feeling shame versus conviction is a difference then you combat that with truth and the holy spirit will help you but you got to get in your word you mm-hmm. got to get in a prayer that's how you wear that belt yeah right yeah and so we'll kind of go through some of these other ones where it's like, okay, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, well, that's going to, that's going to, you physically, your breastplate of righteousness. Think about that. How do we, how do we wear righteousness? Well, we're not, I just wanted to, yeah, I just want to go off of like what righteousness is because that is a very, not self righteous. No, <laughs> but, yes, but yes. we're talking about a, a word that's not easy to understand and might be only yeah, thrown around in down. church. Yeah, so down. righteousness is personal integrity and godly character. Okay. Yeah, right. that's a great, that's a great, uh, like, yes, definition. Definition. And that's, yeah, so that's Got what it. we're talking about, right? It is, is it is. You're, you want to put on, part of the armor of God is having good character, godly mm-hmm. character. Yes, that is it, right? Because... Godly character is important here. Personal integrity and godly character. And you also see that righteousness is interchanged with faithfulness, right? And throughout the Bible in the New Testament, you see it like Abraham was, was deemed faith, righteous because of his faith. So the qualities of having a personal integrity and godly character is trusting and believing that when people are looking and when people aren't looking, it's not going to change who you are because you know that God is always there. Mm-hmm. And so your faith and understanding that God sees everything should give you a reverence for him, right? To know that, like, I want to be good and do good and do the best that I can because I know I'm not doing it for for appearance sake i'm doing it because the lord's called me his child and the very fiber of of who i am i want to be in the likeness of jesus and jesus had integrity and so those are also things that we can see like some people might get it mixed up with like character you know how things like in the world like you're a good person if you accept all the things and you don't ever and then you're like no but what does god say about character there's actually a good thing about boundaries Mm-hmm. and disciplines and things that like you know mm-hmm. god talks about so that's also well, yeah and it i think it references to like god's character and yeah, so we so, yeah yeah so i'm wondering you know we haven't touched too much on like god's character yet but we know that god is loving kind he's slow to anger mm-hmm. full of compassion and then there's like a list somewhere in Deuteronomy, but there's a list of his character, um, and that's what we're after. You're you're trying to be that person 
whether or not you're in front of people. Mm-hmm. Not just when you're in front of people. Right. That your character shouldn't change. You, you exactly. You whether you're in front of people or there is no one around. God wants you to have a righteousness that is unwavering, unchanging. Because um, haven't you ever been around someone where you see one side of their face and then you turn around and there's someone different and you're like, whoa, whoa. And then you, that's not, you don't really feel like on solid ground when you're talking to that person, right? Because you're like, I don't know if you're going to turn around and talk about me, <laughs> right? I unfortunately do know that. Yeah. So uh-huh. let's dig into something, some other ones though too. Um, so we talk about, so we talked about Your the buckle of truth. Now. We talked about the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. And so now it says, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. When you suit up and you're ready to go to battle and you're like, there's the troops across in the physical, you're going to be like, I'm going to put my feet of peace on. That's not cultural. That's not world-like, Right. What what does that even mean? That's what I'm saying. It's not like you got like little <laughs> angel wings next to your feet. Like I'm going to go in with my peace, but that's. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like you see people with their combat boots and their weapons and they're drawing them, but God's way of of readiness is hey, know the gospel of peace. Know what it means. I died for you on the cross because of grace and mercy and compassion. You really want to be a disciple of mine. You're not going to go into this combat like everybody else with weapons and combat boots. You're going to go in with this upside down concept of, okay, take this for what you want. I'm and I'm going to give you my cheek. You want to smack me? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You just strike me and you're being evil to me. I'm praying for you. Yes. Yes. It's being able to see past the enemy wants division. He wants to divide. There's that spiritual piece of this that we're trying to make mm-hmm. sure that you're equipped to fight. But if we're talking about spiritual warfare, if there it's is not strife to fight in that way. Yeah, if there is strife, the word says if where there is strife, there is pride. And that is what divides a lot of people. Where there is irritation, frustration, there is pride. And so how can you how can you fight pride? God says don't worry about breaking someone's pride that's what the lord will do but follow me and have peace and so that's where it's like oh i gotta swallow my pride and even to even have a readiness of peace right yeah it's hard yeah but that's how we're called to walk in the armor of god yeah and it's just a piece of the armor um it's not the entire thing so all of these are in combination working together so you don't have to do it based on just yeah like the gospel of peace just just putting on your shoes you know what i mean like you gotta also like get dressed and put on your armor of your breastplate of righteousness and your um buckle of truth and it just reminds me like you said mj so many times in the bible people are like let's go fight like when they finally came to fight and take jesus from the garden of gethsemane the soldiers were there to take him away. And his disciples had swords, and they were like, we're ready to fight for you, Jesus. Um, Peter knocked off the ear with a knife. He's like, pulled yeah. his little pocket knife. <laughs> Peter, Jesus' like, disciple who was on fire, he's like, I'm just going to go after these guys. And he Not cut my off friend. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, don't get ruthless. I don't want you cutting ears off. I won't cut ears off. You won't. I mean, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. Um, 
And Jesus was like, no, Peter, this is not the way. And he also addressed the people who were taking him. He was like, did I ever come at you guys with swords? Like, mm. ever? I was sitting in synagogues teaching. Like, you could have come after me at that point. Now you come after me with swords in the <laughs> middle of the night? Come on. So, yeah, like, um, that's just a, a great example. That's what you want to come in with. Yeah. Every situation where there's strife or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's about praying and, and being peaceful. Yeah, it is. Peaceable. And, and this is also just a, a side note is your maturity on your walk is also when you can, well, you you feel as though you're right. And then instead of feeling like you need to be heard or need to be right in the situation, you realize God says, hey, I see you. I know the situation on all angles. You don't need to feel like you're right in front of this person right now. Be, you know, be quiet, essentially, and be the peacemaker in the situation. Not all the time, but there are times where you're like, ah, I don't need it to be a scoring game. I don't need to be the one who gets a, a score out of this. Instead, I need to follow what God says. And he said, make peace in this situation and I can accomplish right the resolution the reconciliation making justice because then it takes out our need to find vengeance yeah. in war so if we move on to the next couple other things and then we'll we'll move off of this and tell you why it's important <laughs> but so we, we have right the breastplate of, of righteousness now we got fitted with our our feet with peace um, we see that you take up the shield of, of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Um, so by keeping the faith and knowing who God is, right? So knowing that God loves us, having faith in him, knowing that he truly took away our sin so we don't got to live in, in that shame or sinful behaviors, knowing that we are free, faith, having faith in our Lord, right? And trusting that he will make it work out for our good as we pursue him and love him in accordance to his will because his word says this so his word says these are things that we can believe that we can extinguish all of the little arrows that come at us through the day where we can be stirred with anxiety or fear we can feel um, paralyzed in situations where it's like i don't know how this is going to turn out oh my gosh, did I mess up? Or am I going to be able to financially, you know, do something with my bills, um, health scares, like any of the darts or even big, you know, missiles or whatever it may feel like, we're, we're able to then extinguish them, it says here, by having the shield of faith. So that means in order to, it's like not, right? So like we can put that up before it comes to shield us. We can keep faith. And so when it's coming, we're not even feeling the impact of that anymore. That's where you build your muscle to build, to lift up that shield of faith. Um, so that's just one. And then we also have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So taking up the helmet of salvation, which in your amplified doesn't say anything more of that, is because basically we know salvation, right, is believing that we are saved by what Jesus did on the cross. That's salvation. And then it says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which you've also talked about. Knowing the word, knowing that's what you're going to be able to cut through the lies with. Yeah. So do you have anything you want to add to that? No. Okay. So let's think about 
one. Okay, so remember last time, Nicole, you were talking about horror films. Um, a little bit, and I, we kind of had to get back on track. Yeah, I don't want to terrify examples. people. So I thought, hey, I don't want to scare the people, but there's a little bit of a a small story here in the word. We're talking about a demon-possessed boy. And the reason I want to bring this up is because why do we even talk about spiritual warfare? Why does it even matter? Um and we also are going to be talking about spiritual giftings and how having giftings like this gift of discernment and things like that can actually help our brothers and sisters in building up the body of Christ. And so here, if we talk about it's in Luke, what what actually occurs is Jesus is coming um, off a boat off the shore and there is this man who had been possessed and says for a very long time. So I'm here in Luke 8, 27. It says, Jesus stepped ashore, and he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had been wearing, had, wait, wait, wait. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs where he, and when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell to his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus? And so... And then I'm going to cut down to the end of this. But it's just one of those times where you can see there was the oppression. There was oppression in the spirit on this man. And not just like a literal oppression. Like I think out of all the biblical stories, this man was the most oppressed noted in the Bible that um, I could see or hear about. And like what happened is that those spirits could sense the presence of the Lord. They, before he was even like talking them, they could sense the power of God. And so ultimately Jesus does deliver this man of this heavy, heavy, heavy oppression that held, had this man self-mutilating, isolated, you know, crying out for a long time. Jesus comes ashore. He delivers this man. And you can see in one of the, and later down in the story, if you dig into the scripture, it goes... Um, people went out to see what happened and when they came to Jesus they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at the feet of Jesus dressed and in right mind and so this story it's just it's very it's a it's a picture of like wow this man had a, like a legion like thousands of unclean spirits oppression on him it was by the spirit of god by jesus curing this man that he was able to then be relieved and so there is power in knowing right the lord has allowed us to know these things about how he wanted us to be empowered by his holy spirit and there's deliverance and there's things that can be ha that can occur um, by the spirit of the Lord by knowing you know just how he would have us do that how his disciples did it um, knowing how to fight how to put the armor on for ourselves and our family how to intercede know the truth of God know the difference between the Holy Spirit and anything else that would try to lead you astray knowing why it's important to know you need to test any kind of um, leading that you have to make sure it aligns with the word or not um because he loves us he's given us his word 
he's prepared us and we have the counselor, the advocate with us to do this thing. Well, we'll dig in more about spiritual discernment and some other spiritual gifts that will tie into the weapons of warfare as well as living the abundant life and building up the body of Christ. All right. Sounds good. So um, do you want to pray for us as we go out? Lord, thank you so much that you have given us your word. I'm so grateful, Lord, that you have not only just given us salvation, a new life by what you did on the cross, Jesus, that you've given us your Holy Spirit to be our advocate, to be the truth teller, to um, continue to help us explore how you've given us authority and insight to live a life that's honoring to you and to build up our brothers and sisters. We pray that you would just walk alongside our brothers and sisters on this journey and that you would help them to feel so safe and secure in your hands and they would feel empowered by you, Lord, by knowing you, by praying to you, by your word, that they would truly feel just no burdens on their shoulders. They would know your yoke is easy, Jesus, and they don't have to fear anything. You are with them. You'll show them the truth, and we are grateful for it. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen.